Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. Praise God. How many of you know that um, at any given time, there is something that can trip you up? At any given time, there is something that can get going. In 1999, Oliver Stone took a very well-known novel that was written a few decades before that, on any given Sunday, and turned it into a, a, a movie that was that starred Al Pacino, and Jamie Foxx, Carmen Diaz, a few others. And it became, I can't say it was necessarily an iconic movie, but it became a thought in my brain ever since I heard it. I've always been a football fan. I like it. Who's going for the Rams? Can anybody say man? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Who's going for the Bengals? Yeah. We're going to pray that you get saved at the end of the service. <laughs> How many of you are rooting for the food? So I want to just talk to you for a moment, because I'm not trying to glorify sports, I'm not trying to glorify all of that out there, but I want to give you a thought. The whole concept in this Any Given Sunday is the idea of this, no matter how good you are, no matter how right you've been, no matter how long you've walked this path, no matter how far into the season you are, no matter how many bones that you have broken and mended, no matter bruises, that you still have a few little uh, tweaks when the weather gets a little bit, gets a little uh, uh, going. In fact, I was talking to somebody today and how cold it was and they were feeling like they have, they, you know, they've got, they ache when the weather gets going. I find that it's a little bit harder to get going in the morning. I still have my strength. I'm still as strong as I've ever been. It's just when I use it, it takes me more, a lot more days to get it back than when I used to. <laughs> but the reality is this. Is that when we are walking in this life, there is any given day we can be knocked out. The whole concept of that idea of any given Sunday was this. Is that any given Sunday, the best team in the league can be beat by the worst team in the league. And the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league. Whatever side you're on, at any given moment, you can. And it might say, we say any given Sunday, but now the way we Any given Monday, any given Saturday, any given evening, any given night, any given 3 o'clock, any given 4 o'clock, any given 5 in the morning, any given time, there is a moment that we must realize this one thing. And this is the theme for the month. As we go forward and we begin to break in and go into the neighborhoods and, and care, this whole idea is this, is I want you to realize, is that there is never a time we let our guard down. Never a time that we let our guard down. There's never a moment in time where we are to say, okay, I've got this. Have you ever heard of this? I, I, had a, I had a teacher many years, many years ago, and I heard him say one time, it has been years and years and years and since I've failed. And I thought, wow. <laughs> How many of you? I'm, I really want to know, so I want, to add, I want you to raise your hand. This is the case. It has been 30 seconds since you failed. <laughs> Seriously, I had a couple of thoughts as I was hitting the thing I had to repent for before I even got up here, you see. 
The idea is this, is we ever get to a point we feel like that we've achieved, if ever we get to a point that we feel like that we are really all there and everything is going just fine, there is a danger to that, and the danger is that any given Sunday, any given day, you get beaten. You know, like, well, that's really reassuring. But can I tell you, on the same side of that, there is somebody that's on your team. That he is for you. He is not against you. And any given Sunday, he can't get beat. Any given at 5 a.m. in the morning when you're feeling a little bit discouraged, you're feeling a little bit depressed, you're feeling like somebody just come all over you and said, you, you can't do this. You can't be this. And I don't want you to go this way. When the one that has been the most secure in your life just somehow walks away, can I tell you, he knows how that feels. And he still kept going. He has not been, cannot be, and will never be beaten. There is never any given Sunday in his life because he will he will die. He will go to the he will go to the cross. He will go to the grave. He will go to hell. He will take the keys. He will come back. He will go raised from the dead. He will go away. He will prepare a place for you. And then he will come back and say, I told you if you just keep going, I will get back because I cannot be beat. I don't know about you, but that is a little bit reassuring. You see, the reality comes down to is that any Given time, there is something there that could beat us. It could take us out. How do I know? Simply because there's a passage of scripture in the wisdom book, the Proverbs, that says this. Guard your heart with all diligence. Now, what's the point of that if there's not something there to come after you? What, what's the point of guarding if there's nothing going to be out there? What's the point in, in putting yourself into a place of security. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. S stay away from corrupt speech. Turn to somebody next to you and say, oh man, I blew that one this last week. <laughs> Some of you are like going, I have no idea what he said, but I know I blew it. <laughs> Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. In other words, guard your talk, guard your walk, and guard your watch. I can't tell you how many times Vicky had to... I don't know about you guys. Men, listen to me real quick. How many of you, the Holy Spirit, sounds like your wife? <laughs> or your wife sounds like the Holy Spirit? I get so, I gotta be honest with you, I get so irritated about that. I am being delivered from the irritation, but it still surfaces back up. Because about the time that the Holy Spirit's talking to me and I'm not listening, Vicky walks in with the same one going like, are you talking like that? Why are you saying those things? Why are you bringing in that? You see... The idea of this whole thing is that we need to walk, guard your heart, and he just says it in the, in the little things. Any given day, any given moment, we can slip up in our talk. Any given moment, we can slip up in our, we can, we, any given moment, we can move our eyes. Peter in the boat, I don't know about you, but I really can keep Peter credit. We slam Peter on the boat story for this one reason, it's because he fell. He fell into the water. He got to the waves, and we're like, "Oh, Peter!" Can I tell you the rest? Usually, the people that are slamming Peter are the ones that are still in the boat and never got out to try to walk on the water. Can I tell you that when you're out there on the water, don't don't <laughs> trust me. 
I did triathlons, and somebody asked me, what order in the triathlons do you do? And I said, well, you do swimming first, and then you ride the bike, and then you run. Because by the time that you are at the point of the last thing, you don't want to be in the water, because if you fall off, you go to the bottom and you die. If you're running and you fall, it's a little bit easier. But can I tell you, in this situation, these kinds of things, there are moments in time that when we begin to get hit, Peter's out there on the water and the stakes are hugely high. If he gets his eyes off of Jesus, he dies. And some of us are willing to step out of the We're not even willing to step out of the boat. But we're sure going to criticize the one that is out of the boat. walking on the water going, I told you. But God's one saying, like, no, I want you out here. How many of you, you want to live in such a way that any given Sunday, any given day, you're going to be out there on the water with Jesus? You're just going to be walking on the water. You're going to take the risk. You're going to take that moment of time. You're going to just take it. How many of you, I, would, I just would, hang on a minute. I want to talk to these guys for a minute because every once in a while they'll kind of doze. And it's really embarrassing to do that. <laughs> that was so rude because you guys were here super early. <laughs> our, our GLC students, they never fall asleep when I'm talking. They, they yawn amazingly, but they never fall asleep. But how many times have you been out there in that very moment where you've taken a step, and all of a sudden, the target hits, or the things happen, the waves begin to crash in. You see, what happens is, is that when you take that step out of the boat, when you mention and begin to walk on the water, can I tell you, that's when the attack will come. It doesn't, because the boat is safe. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I want you to get out there. But we have to guard our heart. We've got to keep that eye on the ball. We've got to keep our eye on the prize. We've got to keep going. And we have to remember one thing. There's another, there's a little cliche, not only just one given Sunday. But here's what I want you to know. Is it is a game? You want to write this down, put it in your thing. If you're watching online with us, I want you to write this down because this is something that you're going to need to remember. It's a game of inches. So this last year, one of the greatest years that I've seen in some of the games of football, we had what we say that was the most iconic game that ever was, is the, one of the championships game between the Kansas City, the Chiefs, I think it was Kansas City Chiefs, anyway, it was, it was a game. <laughs> Dallas wasn't in it, so I didn't care. It just was fun to watch. And with the way they spotted the ball and got the ball, it was less than a quarter of an inch that made the difference between fourth down and first down. Less than a quarter of an inch. I want you to think about this for a moment. To get a start over in football, you have to just go 10 yards. That would be, this, is, this right here is 10 feet. So if you go from about that part to this part, it's going to be about 10 yards. Just right, just, just right here. That's not a problem. I can do 10 yards. The problem is, is there something there that's trying to stop you every inch of the way? Oh, but that's okay. I'm, a, I, I, I'm filled with the Spirit. I don't have to worry about the devil anymore. I don't have to worry about the flesh. I don't have to worry about this or that. Can I tell you, that's the first thing he wants you to think, is that he cannot detour you. He cannot come against you. That he, And honestly, he doesn't have power. But can I tell you, this is the one thing that we need to understand, is that when we think... 
we can't be deterred by the no. He's got more power than you could possibly imagine because he's going to come in and dupe you. Turn to somebody next to you and say, I have no idea what that means, but I don't want it to happen to me. He's going to confuse you. He's going to come in. You see, in Genesis, the fourth chapter, God is coming down to Cain saying, where is your brother? He goes, what do you mean, where's my brother? He goes, where's your brother? Why are you so angry, Cain? We don't understand why God did not accept the offering from Cain and he accepted it from Abel. We see it later, but we don't understand why because we, don't, we didn't get any instructions on that for that moment. But Cain got so upset. And this is what God says. Cain, don't you realize sin is crouching at your door? Sin, can I tell you, the enemy has no power to come into your house. He has no power to jump in on you. All it takes is a crack of the door. A crack of the door. And he says there, I want you to, don't you realize it's right at the door. And in Genesis, the fourth chapter, in verse 7, it says he's right there eager to control you. Eager to subdue you. Eager to have you. Eager to master you. Eager to take care of you. Paul, now, Paul, this is after the cross. This is after everything else. Oh, which, by the way, can I tell you, in case you're not, I want you to do this. Do this with me real quick. Okay, just do this. Everybody, everybody get up here. In fact, I'm just making sure that the guys aren't here. <laughs> They're never going to sing again. They're like, okay, do this. If you're at home, do this. You know what this means? You put down the bottle, and you picked up the fork and the knife, and you're getting some meat ready to eat. Okay? I had somebody look at me one time and go like, man, I'm just getting milk. I'm just getting milk. And I said to him, I said, did you ever sit at a table with a baby and they grabbed the bottle and they just kept talking, but there was a there was a T-bone on the table? Can I tell you sometimes when we feel like we're just all we're gonna be it's because we're not putting the bottle down and picking up the fork and knife and taking the meat. I'm just telling you, I'm just giving you a sign here. You're getting ready to get meat. Turn to somebody next to you and say the T-bone is gonna be good. <laughs> this last week, I was, this last week, Vicky and I were at a cabin, and I said, you know what, I'm going to cook for you at this cabin. And she goes, really? I said, yeah, I'm going to cook you filet mignon. So I cooked and grilled it out. I was out there in the snow. It was so hard. It was snowing down. Of course, it was a covered and closed porch, but then <laughs> I was gonna, t I was gonna take it all the way. I was gonna take it all the way that I was out in the snow. But Vicky was there. She couldn't. She wouldn't let me just keep it up. She would jump into my preaching, and she needs to stay out of it. <laughs> so here's the meat of the thing. We're saying, okay, so Cain and Abel were in the Old Testament, and that was before the cross, and that was before grace, and that was before salvation, that was before all of that. Okay, you want to take that? And you want to take before the grace rule? That's fine, but let me give you a little bit of theology about what the enemy can do in somebody that actually wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. His name's Paul. And in 1 Thessalonians... The second chapter in verse 18, he says there, For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked my way. Can I tell you, there's times where you want to do good. You want to do such good things. Can I, 
Let me just give you a little piece of advice really quickly, and that is this. Keep doing the good thing. Keep doing it. Even if it's not getting to the people you're targeting, just keep doing it. Keep doing it. The Bible says do not be weary in well-doing. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up out of that grave. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up out of that grave. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Do not quit. Because this one thing that you will feel and you will realize is there's going to be a moment in time where the enemy is going to get bored with you because he can't take you out. He's just going to keep going and you're just keep going. He's going to throw things in your way. He's going to throw people in your way. He's going to throw uh, circumstances in your way. He's going to throw uh, disaster in your way. He's going to throw sickness in your way. He's going to throw everything. He's going to say, I, I, I've watched it so many times when somebody says, I'm going to get out of the boat. And then all of a sudden, the waves come so strong. And it's the very thing that you can't stand. Did you know the enemy, whenever you said, I hate doing this, did you know the enemy takes note of that? Go like, well, I'm going to give that what they hate. I don't want to. I, I, I can't handle this part. And then when he goes, oh, if they can't handle that, then that's good. Or if they don't do this, then I quit. Don't ever say that in your marriage. This, guys, I'm serious. This is down to the, 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 the meat part right next to the bone right here. This is the tender part. Whenever you say something like, if she doesn't change, I quit. Guess what the enemy does? Well, fight like hell to make sure she doesn't change. Because if she doesn't change, you quit. If they walk out of my life, I quit. If I don't get this job, I quit. If I don't, can I tell you? How about you say this? I don't care what happens, I will never quit. I don't care what happens in my life, I will never, never quit. They can leave, they can move, they can do, man, choices that we've made, things that we've done, walked through and everything else. People have looked at me and said, what if happens if this happens? I'm like, well, what do you mean? You see, every time you want to do good, evil is present. Every time that you want to keep your eye on the prize, Every time that you want to go forward, the Bible says there, understand this. Remember in 1 Thessalonians, the, or 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse 18, it says this. For the, the heart and the hope and the prize is for the lost. It's not for, it's not for the better job. It's not for the more money. It's not for doing it the way everybody wants you to do it. It's for one thing. It's for that brother that needs reconciliation to God. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Turn to somebody next to you and look them square in the eye and say, it's not about me. Now look at him lovingly and say, and it's also not about you. <laughs> <laughs> because some of you had to do it like that. <laughs> what God is saying to each one of us is this. Keep your eye on the prize. It's all about your talk, it's all about your walk, and it's all about your watch. This is the most unique story, and one of the most unique stories in the Bible. 
It's, it literally, I don't think Spielberg could get any better than this one on sci-fi. So Daniel has been fasting and praying. And this ought to encourage you because this is about who doesn't quit on you. Understand that whenever you pray, Jeff mentioned fasting, and I will tell you one, I will just tell you this, fasting is not an option. It is, the, it is a core three, giving, praying, and fasting. You do those three, you're going to have a three-legged stool that will have the full blessing will begin to flow out of your life. There will be salvation and healing and, and, and incredible insight, resources, intellect. I mean, all of it will just begin to, begin to generate. But Daniel right now, known as Belteshazzar in the world, but in the kingdom, he was known as, as Daniel. And he has been fasting and he's been praying for three weeks now. And all of a sudden, the messenger of God appears before him and shines and bright. He has this vision. And in Jan Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 through 12, we see this amazing story. And he falls on his knees. And he says to, he says to Daniel, or the, the, the man says to Daniel, Daniel, since the first day you started praying and humbling yourself. Can I ask you a question? How many times have you ever gotten serious about God? And help leaders do this for me. Challenge your people. Challenge those around you. Dads, challenge your kids. Moms, challenge each other in your family to get serious about God. Because this is the promise you have. The very moment you get serious about God, heaven hears you. You might think, you're like, Jake, you don't understand. It's not 21 days, it's been 21 years. You don't understand. It's been, it's not been, it's not been, I, my dad was praying for the things that he never saw. And now my dad, my, I'm praying and I'm not sure I'll ever see it with my, with my kids. But I'm just praying. Can I tell you the very first moment the previous generation started praying and getting serious about God? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. But here's what's happened. Now this is where it gets, this gets Star Wars here. I mean, you, you should kind of feel dark. <laughs> That's how my brain works. You just have to live. Thank God you don't live with me. Think he's got a special anointing. All of a sudden, the messenger says, Daniel, be encouraged from the very first time you got serious, you prayed, and humbled yourself, meaning fasting. He says, I heard you. And I was on my way from the message from the throne room. I got a message from God for you. And I had to start fighting with the spirit of Persia. Can I tell you, there are things that have been assigned to your family, assigned to this region, that when it comes from the throne room of heaven, the enemy wants to destroy it. The enemy doesn't want to get to it. And God just wants to see how serious you are. Is it going to take three weeks? Is it going to take three years? Is it going to take 30 years? Can I tell you, Vicki and I have been here for 33 years. And there are things that are just now happening that we saw the first week we were here. And we decided we're not going to give up. We're not going to give up. We're going to see this region fall under the power of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We're going to see hubs everywhere. We're going to see campuses everywhere. We're going to see neighborhoods. All oh, can I tell you, I was walking. We've got a brand new hub leaders coming. We're going to pray over them in just a minute. Todd and Monica. You know, the one thing he said to me, because there was something so powerful. They were in our hub, just kind of taking notes and watching and seeing what was going on. And I never thought about this. He goes, you know what the most powerful thing about your hub is? And I said, 
yeah, me. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's this thing right here. What do you think? Of course I know. <laughs> They're like, no, what? He goes, watching the neighbors walk in. He said, it was, all of a sudden, it was like houses just begin to open up. And he, and, and he said something to the effect that it may have been, but it was like, okay, we got this neighborhood covered. Could you imagine that we is the gate? Could you imagine we as the gate? God would walk down on a Saturday, a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday, because it's any given day. Now, I want to say this to you. Any given day, the enemy can come in and knock you out. But can I tell you, any given day, you can go and knock out the enemy. You might sit there thinking about your baby, the youngest, the littlest, the puniest, the smallest. But can I tell you, he's sitting here, he's saying to each one of us, he's saying to each one of us, I have put something inside of you and it is resurrection power, it is water walking power, it is healing, it is knowledge, it is enthusiasm, it is what God is, and you are, you are God-possessed people. That used, to, that used to be a derogatory term in the first century, they called them enthused ones. And they would roll their eyes, oh yeah, there goes the enthused ones. What they didn't realize is they were speaking of pleasure. What enthused means? Literally, where we get the word enthusiasm is it's God-possessed. How many of you don't want to be possessed by the enemy or you want to be possessed by God? That he's the one calling the shots. So we come walking in and we're just, we're just kind of beginning to move because all of a sudden, Daniel's he's bowing down and he looks up and he goes, what? He goes, yeah, I was in a battle. I said, a battle with the Prince of Persia. I would have been here. I'd have been here 30 seconds after you started praying. The minute you prayed, boom. Because you see what? Here's the deal. The enemy doesn't care how many prayers get to heaven. He just wants to make sure that none of the prayers for you get back to you. Oh, see, I told you you better hold your knife and fork. Because that was turn to somebody next to you and say, prayers are coming to you. I started thinking about that. I'm going to skip this to you real quick. We always say that prayer is just talking to God, right? So we're praying. We're praying. We're praying. We're praying. Well, if praying is talking to God, could praying also be God talking to you? How about you take a moment this week? Take a moment this month. Any given day. Any given day. Just take a moment and say, okay, God, I've been praying to you. Would you just pray back to me some things? Just trying to drop it down in my heart. Yeah. Because here's what happens when you get serious. Michael shows up. If you've read the story, it says they're the messenger. We don't know the messenger's name. All we know is the messenger. Was that sign from the third, realm, the third realm of heaven, the throne room? And he comes down and he's got a message for Daniel. And then all of a sudden... The enemy, the prince of Persia comes in and starts fighting with him. And for 21 days they battle. And then all of a sudden Michael, the angel, comes roaring in. And he comes in fighting. And he takes over. And all Michael is is a distraction to let the messenger come through to get to. Can I tell you, there's some heavenly distractions getting ready to come on your life. So that when, when the distraction comes, the enemy is distracted by what's going on in the war in the heavenly so that you can receive the prayer from God to your heart, for your family, for your community, for your city, for your hub, for that what God has.
ask for you. Can I tell you, that's what's happening right now. Some of you are already, I believe this right now, that as I'm talking, some of you are like, oh, my, oh wow, I just got that. I just got revelation. I just got all this. You see, this is not only a team, this is not only a game of ventures, but it's a game of teams, it's a game of rules, and it's a game of gladiators. It's a game of teams, guys. It's each one of us. Turn to somebody next to you, just grab their hand real quick. Just grab their hand real quick. Just find somebody, just grab their hand real quick. You don't have to hold on to it very long, especially if your husband and wife and you're fighting right now. <laughs> grab a hold of that thing. And hold on and don't let go. Turn on something like, don't, I, I'm not letting go. I am never, ever going to let go. Just hold on my hand really quick. Say, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. So we were talking to some people this last week. We were saying, hey, we want you to be a celebration service. We're excited about what's going to happen. We're excited about what's going on. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they said, oh, no, we've been walking through some really difficult things. We're struggling right now. We just got to really pray. We just really need to step away and get out there. And I thought to myself, how incredibly stupid is that? I'm asking God to give me. I actually did. I, I, some of you will join me in this, in this prayer. Because if two or three of you gather, God has to show up, right? I'm asking him to give me an inoculation of stupid. From stupid. So that any stupid people can walk around. Have you ever seen heard that? Where somebody says something and you're like, that doesn't make sense. That's not even Bible. Tom Brady just retired. They say he's the greatest quarterback that's ever lived. Seven Super Bowl wins, all of that kind of stuff. Can I tell you something? It's interesting because all they're talking about is Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. But actually, his name is not anywhere on the record of winning the Super Bowl. It's the New England Patriots. They were, and I, as much as I hate to say it, stand that team. I think God just cheered me on. He just retired, but can I tell you something right now? Here's what I want you to know, and here's what I want you to hear. This is a game of teams. You can't do it on your own. Could you imagine Tom Brady going out there in his seven Super Bowl wins and all of his rings, and now he's got big up Brady pants and Brady diet, Brady hair and Brady eyes, Brady ears, Brady socks, and you can go on from there. And his name might be on everything, but could you imagine Brady saying, I'm going to go take the field, and all of a sudden the, the offensive line comes up and goes, no, 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 go back. I'm Brady. I can handle this on my own. Gronk, go, go back. Oh, Gronk, don't worry. Gronkowski, don't worry. Go, stay on the Patriots. I don't need you on the Buccaneers. I can get this Super Bowl myself. It's the same thing when we look at our wives, guys. And they want to come along as God has put them in as a helpmate. That hasn't changed. And we sit back and like, no, 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 no. Stay back. I've got this. I'm the man. And God's looking at me like, no, you're the dummy. <laughs> or we're sitting back there and we sit there. You see, because in the game, we're taught in the game here, we have special teams, defensive teams, offensive teams. We have forwards and we have guards. 
We've got linebackers and coaches. We've got refs. We've got people that are because it's a game of rules. It's a game of it's a game of it's a game of teams. It takes all of us. And the hand that you're holding right next to you is part of your team. And you have to do it together because when you keep trying to do it all by yourself, there's not going to be any championship ring. There's not going to be anything. And the enemy wants you to feel like you don't need the house. He wants you to feel like you don't need each other. He wants to feel like you can go out there. Because when he goes out there, then all of a sudden, he can tell you anything. And when you're all by yourself, it can be taken out. Because the Bible always says this, wherever two or three. It didn't say one. It didn't say just go by yourself into a cave and sit there. And then I'll be there. Because no, wherever two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I will be there. you got to get together, guys. You gotta come on. But summer's going, no, but you know what I gotta give up and I gotta quit because of what they said. I can't do this because of God is saying, no, you don't worry about that. It is all about keeping your eye on the focus of Jesus Christ. It's that simple. It's what he says. Why don't you stand with me, would you? Just for a moment. We're gonna go back into doing some worship. We're gonna have some prayer time. Over the next few weeks, we're going to just be talking about this. And as we walk forward, and we go forward, I want you to just take, I want you to look around you. There's a very popular show out in, on, on TV called This Is Us. When it very first came out, I didn't really know what it was all about. It was kind of an interesting take on everything else. But there's been a few times in that show of This Is Us that he sits there, he says there in that show, and I don't want to be a part of that. I want to get out of this. I want to get out of that. I don't want to be in this. But guess what? With family, look around you. This is us. This is us. You may look at somebody and go like, oh, I didn't know they showed up. Are you sure this is us? This is us. This is us. Works in progress. Who's a work in progress? Who wasn't listening to me before? And who in the room, you've already made it to chief today? You see, anytime that we can give up, anytime, but the enemy says there, just go by yourself and do it. But when we call together and we speak the name of Jesus together, when we go forward together, what he says to each one of us, we can make it. We can do this. You don't ever, ever give up. Can anyone be saved? Oh, come on, just praise the Lord. Just lift up your hands all over this place. Just begin to thank him. Hey, thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor Podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. And we ask that you visit 
thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.